back everyone to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I sit down and speak with accomplished and innovative early career professionals and small business owners. We discuss their journeys, their advice, where they're at with their businesses. And with me today is Endless Love Harris. She is the founder and owner of Soleil and Clay. Endless sells homemade clay earrings on Etsy And besides running Soleil and Clay, she is a full-time social media graduate student and a visual storyteller through video creation. She graduated from Biola University in 2017 with a degree in journalism and integrated media and has since leveraged her storytelling and multimedia expertise in a variety of experiences, such as being an intern for a major TV network and Los Angeles-based radio station, a social media manager, and news producer for her college's news team. You can find Soleil and Clay on Instagram, and you can find more of Endless's work on her portfolio site, which is EndlessLoveAnderson.com. Now, before we get into Endless's story, I would greatly appreciate if you could rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also listen to our podcast on a variety of podcast platforms, including Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Pandora, etc., We greatly appreciate the support, and you can also find Virtual Coffee on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Now with that, let's get into Endless's journey. Welcome, Endless. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I am really excited to be chatting with you. Yeah, me as well. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. So first, I'd love to hear everything about your company, Soleil and Clay. And can you walk us through that journey from when you first had the idea for Soleil and Clay to where you are now with the business? Of course. So this all really just started as a fun kind of arts and crafty project for me. Unfortunately, I was furloughed from my job just due to everything going on in the world right now. And I had saw these clay earrings and I was like, wow, these are pretty cool. And I was like, maybe I can make them. Like I have so much free time on my hands. And so it really started out as a project for myself. I'm a DIY type of person. I always rather try to DIY it before I can make it just kind of as a fun challenge to myself. And so that's just what I did. So I, you know, I ordered some clay online and I just kind of started experimenting with it. And I'd showed, you know, my friends and my family and they were like, wow, you know, we really like these. And um, my husband was like, maybe like you could try selling them, you know, and I'd never tried to sell any of my DIY projects before. I'd kind of just make them for friends and family, like as they requested. So I was like, okay, like, sure, but I don't think anybody's really going to buy them. You know, there, there are other clay earring shops out there. And so I was like, I don't know if I'm really needed in this space. And at the time, you know, I'm focusing on trying to get my career on track. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take the leap of faith. And I ordered a little bit more clay, started practicing a little bit more and went ahead and just, um, you know, made myself an Instagram, made myself a Facebook. And about a month after I had started creating, I went ahead and made my Etsy account officially and It's been so great and I am so glad that I went ahead and did that because it's just been such a fun journey. And I know it's only been just a short few months, but it's honestly been, it's been so neat to just see people want to purchase, you know, something that I created and they get to actually wear that and um, wear it out in the world. And so it's, 
that's uh, pretty much how it came to be. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> you must be such a creative and crafty person because all those are handmade and they're beautiful pieces and just seems like it kind of started from a hobby or, you know, an idea. Let me just order some clay online. And now here are these beautiful pieces that you're able to sell to people um, around the country, which is incredible. I'm curious how you differentiate yourself and your business, whether it's on Instagram or on Etsy, um, perhaps, you know, the marketing side of your business. How do you make sure your products are standing out um, on, say, Instagram or other social media sites? Yeah. So as I you know, mentioned before, there's tons of tons of, you know, men and women selling clay earrings. And it's hard because, you know, sometimes without even thinking, you can come up with this great idea in your head for a design. And then two weeks later, you end up seeing it and you're like, man. And so sometimes that's a little hard, but it's also kind of cool because it's like all these people that are making these are so creative and they're so passionate about what they're doing. But for me specifically, I so right now I'm actually studying to get my master's in social media. And so that's definitely helped me a lot with my social strategy. And so really just in the early stages of when I started my Instagram, it was very experimental, trying to see what people liked, uh, what they didn't like, what they would gravitate more towards. And so really, I try to base my designs off of things that I would wear personally, but I know that others would too. So typically I like to make statement earrings. And before I even started making clay earrings, I would always, you know, if I was out, I'd have a pair of earrings in my ear. They would be big, funky, like different colors, patterns. And so that is the way that I like to make a statement with my outfit. And so um, I typically like to go a little bit out of the box, but I know that that's not comfortable for everybody. And so I said, I want to make these statement pieces, but not necessarily statement in size. You know, you could still have a cute stud earring, but it could have a really cool design on it. And that's your statement. And so I really wanted to make it about making a statement with your outfit, whether you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt and you add a pair of my earrings and that's what it's all about, or you use my earrings to complement a beautiful outfit that you already have on. And so uh, that's kind of what I use to differentiate. And with the Instagram algorithm, since I'm so <laughs> wrapped up in this clay world, my Instagram has kind of taken a shift with my explore page. And so sometimes it, it can be a, a, you know, a pro and a con. It's really great to be able to see all these other people that are, you know, making it a business. And I believe that there's a space in this clay earring community for everybody. But it's also hard because you can see designs that you already made and or you were thinking of making. And so, you know, you don't want to copy anybody in their work, but it's a really interesting place to be in. And definitely being on Etsy does have its pros and cons as well, but it's kind of essentially just like a big marketplace. So instead of, you know, having my own website, which would be in reality, a store on a street where there's no other stores. Um, my shop is basically a shop in a mall. And so, you know, there's other competition, they get served um, different ads for clay earrings. And so it's a, it's a difficult one. And I think since I'm in the beginning, I'm still navigating that and still trying to see what works best for my customers and for potential customers. Um, but I think what I'm doing right now has been working pretty good. So I'm going to stick with that. And then, of course, be able to utilize what I'm learning in, in classes and hopefully apply that to my business. 
seems you do a lot of user testing to really find what your particular audience wants and likes, while also staying true to your vision, which is those more statement pieces as you were describing. Um, so what's, you know, finding that balance of making statement pieces, but also designs that relate to your audience. And yeah, I think it's easy for small businesses and even, you know, me with my podcast to get caught up in what the quote unquote competition is doing. But I think, yes, it's important to understand who else is out there, who else is perhaps selling, you know, clay earrings or whatever the, the product is, but understand that that doesn't mean there isn't room for you and your business, right? You just got to keep pushing through and finding your audience and tailoring to your audience and holding them true to your heart. And (laughs) you, you should find success that way. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. I think (laughs) if there's something that you're passionate about and you feel that, oh, this space is overcrowded or nobody's going to want to listen to me or purchase from me or watch me, it's like, you never know who's out there waiting for somebody like you to be able to create something for them to, you know, enjoy. And so I totally agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do you only sell on Etsy right now? And also, where do you ship your products? So uh, when I first started, uh, since I had made my Etsy a little bit further into this journey, I was selling directly on Instagram or, you know, just to my friends and family kind of word of mouth. Um, But right now, specifically, I do sell strictly on Etsy. People typically will, you know, DM or message asking for custom orders. So that's also something that I I work on as well. But all that, all the oh. transactions go through Etsy just so I can have, um, just stay organized with all the numbers and the business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's just strictly on Etsy. And um, that's been a, an interesting challenge on its own, trying to figure out, you know, how to put your products out there so they stand out and and whatnot with all the back end stuff of Etsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you could remind me of the second part of your question. Oh, where do you ship? Oh, uh, so I ship worldwide. Um, oh, it's awesome. actually very fun. I received my first few uh, international orders, which wow. when I got them, I was ecstatic of course when I get any order I'm like freaking out and I tell my husband I'm like we got I got another order but I actually what I did I found this idea on TikTok actually which has been a great resource for being a small business owner which is kind of weird I had no idea that that was going to be where it led me to but I saw this idea on TikTok and so you uh, if you have an iPad that has you know accessible to procreate and so I have the Apple pencil and so I drew out basically traced a map of the U.S. So that's where I live. And I traced it out. And anytime I got an order from a new state, I would color in the state. And so I um, had recently, you know, been getting a lot of orders thanks to an influencer that happened to show my earrings in a small business video that she created, which I'm so, so, so grateful for. And we can talk about that more later. But I was, you know, coloring in the map and, you know, after I'd packaged all the orders, I was coloring in the map and going through like, oh, Kansas, New York, New Jersey. And then I saw, I was like, Vienna, Austria. And I like, I was just in this mode of, you know, coloring in all the states. And I was like, wait, that's not even like, that's crazy. And so, you know, it's like somebody from Austria is going to be like wearing my earrings. And so, I've had a few since then, and it's been so cool to, you know, just be able to package that out and write a little extra note in there saying, you know, you're my first customer from, you know, wherever they're from. And so 
Um, definitely do ship worldwide. So anybody listening that is not from the U.S., I will make it possible for you to have a pair of Soleil Clay earrings. <laughs> that is so cool. Congratulations on, Thank on those you. international orders. That's amazing. That Yeah, I totally understand the map coloring in because <laughs> for the podcast on Podbean, which is what hosts the podcast, they give you a map of where people are listening to your podcast. And every time I get a new state or a new yeah, like country, I'm like, yes, another state. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally so, understand it, that. It sounds so weird because it's like, you know, y'all just people, you know, wanting right. some clay earrings or wanting to listen to a podcast. But it's just, it's so cool. You know, somebody from a different background or different culture is wanting to incorporate you in their life. It's, it's really neat. <laughs> yeah, it really, really is. It's, it's an awesome feeling. Um, so yeah, that influencer who featured you was Sierra Schultze, correct? Yes, she is awesome. awesome. I love her. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I've I've been a big fan of her, and that's how I uh, found you and and your business in Soleil and Clay um, was through that video. And yeah, what was that experience like? I I'm just curious myself because I think that's so cool. That's such an awesome opportunity. She has millions of followers. Yes, I I know. Um, so I I've been a fan of her for for a few years, and um, I just I love what she stands for. I love the type of content that she puts out, and I love you know how she's true to herself. And I want to say it was back in, it was only I think three weeks after I actually officially started my okay. Business. And so she previously a few months ago she had made a video where she was featuring small businesses from her you know her followers her audience and i was like wow that's such a neat idea that an influencer with so many followers online would take the time to give back and feature somebody that's a lot smaller and you don't really see that on the internet and it's usually people of the same you know the same level coming together to collaborate and so she had posted a story on her Instagram and I remember I was actually in the bathroom, which is so weird because I <laughs> think that will always just be with me. And I was, you know, looking on Instagram and I saw her ask, Hey guys, if you're a small business owner, DM me, tell me what you sell. And, um, I'm really excited to be able to make another video. And I was like, ultra speed mode, tech, like <laughs> typing a DM to her. And I, you know, I sent the DM and I was like, if it'll be, it'll be, I'm that type of person. And so within, I think five minutes, she DM me wow. back and I was clearly not expecting it. Cause I mean, she has like probably thousands of DMs just like flooding into her all the time. And mm -hmm. so she DM me and I just remember like my whole body just like got the chills and I was like, okay, let me read this. Like, is this a dream? And she basically told me that she, you know, she loved my shop. I told her kind of more about my mission and and what I want to do with Soleil and Clay. And I told her I was a new business and told her more about myself. And she was like, I love it. And I want to feature you. And I remember just freaking out. And so um, from there, we were kind of just in communication about when the video was going to come out. And um, so she placed an order, which was so sweet of her and got that ready, shipped it out to her and she made the video and she asked all of us in the video, I think she featured about eight of us and asked all of us to kind of just make a video um, introducing our company and our products. And so it was so neat to be able to do that. And video is something that I love to do. I have my own YouTube channel on the side, oh, nice. which I've kind of put on the back burner with everything going on. So it was just so neat to be able to be a part of that and just so grateful because that completely 
transform my business. And without that mention and her loving my products, I, you know, would be very, very far back in this process. And so I express my gratitude in any way that I could, you know, through social media. And so it's just been a crazy adventure. And actually, yesterday, she included me in another YouTube video. Um, And so I was not expecting that at all. And I I started getting notifications that I was getting a little bit more traction on Instagram. And then I happened to go on uh, YouTube later in the day. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, like, that's so cool. So she (laughs) she had wore wore a pair of uh, earrings that I made for her and actually named after her uh, in the video and and had my links in there in her description. And so very sweet of her. um, Very grateful. And I wish more more influencers would do this with their audience. Yeah. I think it's a, a really cool idea and not, you know, just for a business, but that actually, you know, sells a product, but their Instagrams or, you know, mm-hmm. their YouTube channels. I think it's, it's, you have this platform and to be able to use it to help other people grow and not view them as, you know, a competition or want them to have the same amount of success as you, I think is, it's so awesome. And I, I think it truly speaks to her, and her heart and her character. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's just such an amazing opportunity. I'm so happy for you. That that's just yep. so awesome. I I don't know. I I love that. And I love that she does that as well cuz it's you know, I'm sure she gets so many like PR packages from really huge companies who are already very very established and I don't know. I'm assuming it doesn't take much time for someone to make a purchase from a small business, right? And even just post on Instagram about it. And of course, she goes above and beyond and makes an entire YouTube video on it. But yeah, I think it's it's incredible. It just really shows how she gives back to her followers and her audience. And that's her way of of sending the love right back, which is incredible. It, it really helps her her community. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I will forever be grateful to her. And um, just helping her kind of, you know, get my business kind of off the ground and into the eyes of just, you know, some more people. And so yeah, definitely grateful. And I don't know if Sierra ever happens to listen to this. Thank you, girl. <laughs> I, I, I hope she listens to this. <laughs> I appreciate it more, more than I can, can even say. And so yeah, I'll I'll stop there before I, I keep rambling too much. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. And I, I love hearing your experience about it. It's, yeah, it's just awesome to, to hear about. So I'm interested in knowing where you're hoping to take Soleil and Clay and what are your goals for the business? Yeah. So, um, clearly before I never really thought of it as, you know, a business, I just kind of was like, Oh, it's a hobby. Like, you know, before Mm -hmm. this whole thing with Sierra kind of featuring me and, and whatnot, I was like, Oh, maybe it'll die down. Like, and I'll just, whenever I go back to work, I'll kind of just let it be the end of it. But I think now it's really changed my idea of what work should be um, Mm. and should be for all of us. And I have never, and I don't, you know, consider this like a job or, you know, I have to put in so many hours or I have Mm -hmm. to create this product because being an Etsy seller, you know, or being a small business owner that is slow made. So all my products, since they're made by hand, they do take a tremendous amount of time. And so they're usually in small batches and they, you know, take me about a week or so to make. And I had no idea that I could be so happy doing something that I love to do. And that, you know, is I'm able to make a living off of this. And so I would love to continue to, to grow this business in, 
you know, being able to devote more time to it, to make more product. And right now I'm currently in the process of designing new products for, for my business that are all clay based. And so I'm really excited about that. I've been trying them out and before I actually launch them. And so I think for me, I realized, you know, having this time away from my actual job Hmm. that I could be so much happier and I am in control of, of work. I don't have to let work control me or I don't have to let somebody else control my work. And, and I know that is an extreme luxury. And I, I've never, I've never had this, this feeling before, but I think I've really found something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I'm a person that's passionate about so many things and wants to be involved in so many different things. But for me, this is something that I think it kind of just clicked in my mind. And I was like, I, you know, I was telling, you know, my husband and my family and friends, I really don't want to do anything else. Like if Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to not go back to work, which I would have to be very fortunate and lucky to continue to grow my (laughs) business. But if I had that opportunity, I think I would take it in a heartbeat. And I've loved every second of it. And it really doesn't feel like work, even when you're, you know, dealing with customer service issues, or you're dealing with taxes and all this stuff that you don't even think about when you're starting a small business, which is like a whole other thing. But I haven't been so happy and so fulfilled, even though other jobs that I've had um, have included, you know, some of my greatest passions. But I think it's, it's really different when you get to work for yourself, and you get to establish what you want the world to know and see about you. And so it's been a very fulfilling process. And I hope to just continue growing that in however long this kind of community will have me and want to be able to purchase from me and support from me, I will, I will take that in a heartbeat. And so that's kind of where I see it now. And in the past, I've been the type of person to need a plan, you know, every single aspect Mm -hmm. of my life out. And it's never worked the way that I wanted it to. And so I think I'm kind of trying to just be relaxed, let it be what it needs to be. And just hope that at the end of the day, you know, if it ever does come to an end, that I just feel content with what I got to create and what I got to put out there. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now in my headspace, but definitely would love to continue growing it, making more products and just, you know, serving the community and my, my customers better than I am now. That is so awesome to hear. I, I love when people are truly so fulfilled by their job or their passion or whatever they're pursuing. And I do truly believe you can find a job that relates to your passions and truly does fulfill you. And that can be hard to find, you know, I'm not, not saying it's easy and circumstances will, you know, either help us find that or make it difficult to find that. But yeah. And I know you mentioned, I believe you're furloughed from your job and what a way to turn that into this opportunity. I mean, look what you were able to turn that into. And that's just incredible. Um, Just taking that and seeing what you could do with it and where you could go. I'm yeah, really loving your story. And I'm so happy you were able to turn that into an opportunity and find your passion and find what makes you happy. Being able to also provide for yourself and your family as well. You know, that's, that's always a bonus. Yes, I know. I think being, you know, I would kind of classify myself more as a creative type of person where there's not always, Mm -hmm. you know, set jobs, you're kind of freelancing, you never really have something that is 
kind of solid. It, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experience to kind of get to that point. And so to be able to have this and be like, wow, you know, I can maybe support, you know, my family well in the future as, as mm-hmm. I would, you know, in, in an actual job, you know, working, working full-time 40 hours a week. And I think it's, it's so neat that we, I think the way the world wants to, you know, help small business owners. And I think it's just, it's so neat. And definitely I've seen other small business owners wanting to help other small business owners. And it's so neat. Um, this clay earring community, I found so many great resources online of other clay creators that are sharing resources and sharing tips on, you know, how to make a better earring or how to work with your clay better. And I think that is so awesome. And again, you don't see that often, you know, in, you know, big corporations, of course, everything's all about competition, but I really, I think it's so neat that people that are, have this common passion are, you know, coming together to be able to help each other out. And I think it's so neat that, that that happens and people Mm -hmm. want to, to help others. And it's not all about me and how can I grow from this? And I hope that I know right now, nobody, no other clay businesses are really, really probably looking to me for advice, but that'd be so cool to be able to offer that to, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. else that's starting out small and just to be able to give back because so many people have been able to uh, give to me and help Mm -hmm. me in my business. I would love to be able to give back um, and support them. Excellent. Yeah. The small business communities are incredible. I mean, even with uh, my podcast, I know it's, a little different because you're not really selling anything. So there's a little Mm -hmm. less competition there, but it still is a a very quote unquote saturated market. Um, But I've noticed, you know, there's small podcasts. They follow me all the time and I I want to follow them back. And I do. And it, you know, we comment on each other's posts and it's not, you know, whose podcast is better than whose, or (laughs) I'm not going to follow you because that gives you one more follow and not me. Like, it's just such a supportive community. And I've, I've noticed that on Instagram as well, you know, my explore page will turn into, I think right now I am on like the clay community, (laughs) the clay earring community (laughs) explore page, because I've just been liking a lot of those photos and everyone's just so supportive. It's, it's really awesome to see. It's, yeah, it's not as scary as I thought it would be, you know, jumping into like creating a podcast or in whatever small business community, because everyone really does want to support each other as far as I've seen. Yeah, I know. Hopefully we don't run into those people, but we'll just keep surrounding ourselves with people that are, that just want to help and just be supportive. And um, I think that that's an awesome quality to have, you know, just as a person, but also for your business. And I think that really, it really shows your audience what you know, what you stand for and who you are. But yeah, it's it's super cool. I think it's, I think it's awesome. And it's such a, it's a great way to just be able to once again, you know, give back to, to other people that are just starting or maybe that have really great success, but you know, you're just helping them out a little bit more. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Agreed. Um, So you mentioned, you know, you're a very creative person, you know, we're, were and possibly still am like a freelancer. Um, and I'm interested in your other passions. I know you have a degree in journalism and integrated media. You're pursuing your master's in social media, you mentioned. What are your other passions outside of Soleil and Clay? And how did they help your business um, when starting a small business? Just interested in in your other passions and areas of interest. Of course. So 
I did. I studied journalism specifically. My emphasis uh, w- within the department was broadcast journalism, and so pretty much I want to say since I was a child, I would watch the news and I'd watch Barbara Walters with my grandma at night. And I was like, wow, I want to do that. That's so cool. And Mm. um, I really dove into it in high school and really practiced it. And when I got to college, I was like, okay, I know this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, very naive, but um, (laughs) I I, I studied that and I had a lot of internships around radio and television broadcast and that really went heavy into social media and so I actually uh, a few days before graduation had turned down my dream job offer to be a television news reporter up in Washington state and I'm from California southern California born and raised here never lived anywhere else and so with this kind of broadcast news industry you typically it works in markets. So it all depends on population and who's watching TV to kind of give you just like a little glimpse of it. So the biggest, you know, news stations would be New York, Los Angeles, you know, San Francisco, Houston, Chicago. And so Mm -hmm. in these big cities, typically somebody that's right out of college is never going to kind of hop into that market as kind of what you would say. And so you typically start in a small city, um, somewhere where there's not a lot of people. And for me, I think I just felt like I wasn't ready to make that jump and to make that commitment. Um, You sign a contract for a certain amount of years, typically two to three years. And something in me just told me, this is not for you. And I think as I had previously mentioned, I'm the type of person to want to plan out every aspect of my life. And so to kind of have this internal change in me, you know, after all these years of knowing this is what I want to do and, you know, being, thinking I'm ready to move, you know, a few days after graduation, Mm. I think I knew in myself and I think I, I knew that it wasn't right for me. And you know, as these almost three years now that I've been graduated, I have those pieces of the puzzle have slowly started to come together of why I wasn't meant to be in that, you know, news industry. Mm-hmm. And so it, in the beginning, it was really hard for me. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, after I declined that offer, I kind of just took a leap of faith and was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get a production assistant job in Los Angeles, which is it's essentially like a an intern, but you know, you're not in school. It's kind of, you know, just your job and people make it a whole career. So uh, it really can take you far. But I was like, I'll just, you know, try to look for work as a production assistant for, you know, TV or news. And um, I will tell you, I applied to probably close to 200 places uh, within the year after I graduated. And so I I live in Southern California, so kind of the hub spot for this would kind of be, you know, Los Angeles and the surrounding area. And it is incredibly hard to get yourself into the, you know, entertainment and media industry. And I have other friends that, you know, are still trying to break in and or that have just got their first job after, you know, two years of being graduated. And Mm -hmm. it was really disheartening. And it, 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 it takes a lot to take the rejection over and over when you know that you're capable for the job, but there's so many other people that are just as capable or even more that are, you know, it's their time to have that opportunity. And so it was really hard for me. And during that year, I kind of just felt 
like I had made the wrong decision. But now, you know, years later that I've been able to experience and been able to do other passions like videography and making YouTube videos and, you know, starting this business or taking time to to travel and have that luxury is something that I would have never had if I was, you know, mm-hmm. in this small town in Washington, you know, for three years. I, I think about it, you know, I I would still be there if I had gone through and signed the contract. And so I'm so lucky that I I took that risk um, because I think my view of success has changed and my view of, you know, what a career looks like and definitely how other people view you um, has definitely changed. I've always been a people pleaser type of person wanting to be the best at whatever it is I decide and stick with that and have that be my lifelong career and have people know me for that one thing. And I think my, my idea of that changed and so many of my other passions were coming out and having that opportunity to be able to work on them, whether it was, you know, shooting my friend's wedding video. And that was so cool. And, you know, I'd kind of been getting the kind of the video bug to kind of want to make a video. And so they didn't have a wedding videographer and I just offered my services up to them. I was like, I just want to, you know, try it out and just see how it goes. And it was so neat. And I got to work on that video with one of my close friends um, that also is kind of in, in media. And it was so cool. And just to be able to provide that, you know, for my friends and hopefully one day provide that for other people, I think is so awesome. And so super into to video, trying to get into photo a little bit more but I, I typically am more of a video person, <laughs> but yeah, just arts and crafts and DIYs. I pretty much plan my whole wedding and DIY as much of it as I could because I really wanted to. <laughs> and so me taking that risk and me realizing what success really looks like to me and not letting other people's opinion of my career or the fact that, you know, I'm 24 and I haven't actually had a job in what I studied, not let that get to me and really just know what's right for me. And it's, it's been a journey. I can't say that it's been easy. And I know that it's, uh, it's easier for some people, but yeah, if you're, you know, in the same situation that I'm in and I just, I guess my advice is to just take the risk if you have the option to. And if it's something that you're really passionate about and go for it, you shouldn't let anybody stop you, I guess is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I really love that message. And it seems you just trusted your gut with denying that job in Washington. And I think more people need to do that, especially as they're on their career path and trying to find that perfect job for them or that job that fulfills them the most. And I wonder if many people think that trusting your gut means making rash decisions and just flying off the seat of your pants or something, but it doesn't have to be, right? You can follow your gut and still consider the situation, consider the risk and analyze that and internalize that and then make your decision. It doesn't have to be just a quick 30 second decision that you haven't thought about, but trusting that gut feeling and then working off of that Um, as strategically as you'd like, that's possible. And that's doable. And I think more people need to do that as they continue on their career paths. Oh, of course. Yeah, I think 
for me, I was, I always had the mindset, you know, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to have this job. And, mm-hmm. you know, by 28, I'm going to be, you know, there for so many years, and then I'll get married, and then I'll do this. And I think we put so much pressure on what you have to have completed by like a certain age, or what you yeah. shouldn't have done by a certain age. And like I said, that really, you know, changed my perspective. I, I, my husband and I are high school sweethearts. So we've been together for seven years this year. And so um, I always told him when we were, you know, in college and high school, I'm not going to marry you until I'm 28 because, you know, I need to work on my career and making sure that it's right. And that, you know, we're able to be able to support ourselves financially. And I, I was raised by a single mom and also my grandparents. And I was the first person in my family to go to college first generation Hispanic student. And so I kind of always had to make, I always had this in my mind that I had to do this to help my family and um, kind of be the the example for everybody that mm-hmm. kind of came after me. And I got so really wrapped up in that and really, you know, started to let it affect me. And then I realized that I don't have to follow this plan, you know, by 22, I'm going to have my career and 28, I'm going to be married and 30, you'll have kids. You know, I kind of had this idea of what a perfect life would be. And I think really quickly, I learned that that's not what it was. You know, I got mm-hmm. married, ended up getting married at 22. And um, it's now, you know, looking back on it, it couldn't have been a better time. And I think I know that everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, whether good or bad. And so yeah, it's just, it's, again, it's been an interesting journey, but I, if you're, if you're in that, and if you're listening to this right now, and you're, you are kind of in this, in this headspace of, should I do this? Or should I take the risk? I think if it's possible for you to take the risk, and and you can make it possible, and you feel that that's what you're supposed to do, I say go mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> yeah. And if you would have asked me four years ago, I would have said the complete opposite <laughs> thing. So um, if I can do it, and if I can make it work, then mm-hmm. you can too. And you will find people that do support you. And that right. will continue to support you. That's great advice. And I think an important phrase you said there is, if you can take the risk and if it's possible or if you can make it possible, because there are certain situations where you can't just quit that job that's providing for your family or whatever it is. So I think that's a really important distinction. And that makes me think of the term, like you can be a realistic dreamer, right? Like you can follow your passions, but still understand the reality of your situation and and make decisions off of both of those facts. So yeah, I think this, Yes. <laughs> I, when you were speaking, I was thinking this is also like a, a call to action to pause and reflect for, you know, anyone listening, including myself on is your job or wherever you're at in your life, like, are you happy? And it's important to pause every once in a while and really ask yourself that question and really think that through. And of course, every single job has that bad day, that bad week, you know, maybe even a couple weeks it can be just stressful, every job experience that, but are you happy and are you fulfilled by your job? And if no, why not? And what, what can you do? What actions can you take to change that? That's an important call that more people should just take that time to reflect on that. Of course. I, I would 100% agree. And I think, I think that goes for everybody, young and old, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're 40 or 45 and you've been in your career, you know, 
for about 20 years. And if that's not fulfilling you and that's not making you happy, I think that if you evaluate it and you know that you can make it possible to be able to either find a new job or find a new career path or, Hey, go back to school. You know, I, I'm a huge advocate for, for higher education. And I think that it's go to school. If you really want to, you want to try something new. Like if, again, if you can make it possible and I know that it's, it's not easy for some people and it's not feasible for some people, but if you can do it or in, let's say two years, you can come back to this idea and kind of revisit you know, maybe I can take this leap. Maybe I can take this jump. I think at at some point there, there will be an opportunity for you. You know, if you're, if you're not happy or if you're not fulfilled. And I know some people that love their job and, you know, my husband, he, he's a chemical engineer and I have, I don't understand science or math at all. So (laughs) don't even ask me really what he does, but he, he loves his job and he, mm-hmm. you know, he's fulfilled by his job. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, I wish I could have been like you would have made life easier, but <laughs> here we are. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, everybody's different. And I think just respect right. that. And if there's other people that are telling you and like, no, you shouldn't, I think take that into consideration, into consideration and ask yourself, well, you know, how well do they know me? Do they, you know, do they really care about right. my well being and, and you'll find you'll find your support system. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't agree more. And, you know, feedback is is definitely a gift, but you can choose to accept it or deny it. And that's totally your call. And that's yeah, I think a lot of people think they need to take in what all the feedback they're given. But no, you don't. You can you can deny some feedback and, yeah. <laughs> and not accept it. That's OK. So you've had many, many experiences in many different areas and industries, you know, ever since graduating college and also in college, just throughout your life in general. So through all those experiences, what have you found are, say, perhaps your top two to three best practices for balancing your work, running your business, enjoying life, also exploring your other passions? What what are those top two to three best practices? Yes. So I think number one, the biggest thing for me, there's so many things, like I said, I'm passionate about, and I wish I could do all of them. And I wish I had the time Mm -hmm. to do all of them. But I think my biggest tip is if you're somebody like me and you, you know, you want to focus on one thing and you have a job and you're going to school and you want to be able to make all these things work and, you know, be successful and whatever success looks like for you. I think you have to be realistic with yourself and kind of set set your goals for for what that looks like for that one specific thing. So for me, what what's my goal for for my earring business? What's my goal for um, wanting to finish school? When do I want to finish it? What is the realistic time frame that I can finish it? Um, I think I've had to learn that the hard way, um, and there's been a lot of a lot of long nights and and tears of of feeling the need that I have to accomplish all these things. Um, but I think being realistic with yourself and and that's okay. And I, I love the term that you said, realistic dreamer. You can have all these dreams and you can want to be able to work in all these things or, or make something or work on something or better yourself or take a class on, on how to, you know, do a certain uh, task or work on a certain topic. But I think be realistic with what you can handle as a person. Some people can handle more than others and some people can handle one thing at a time and that's okay. And that's who you are. 
Um, but I would say my first thing is definitely to be realistic. And second is, of course, cliche, but you have to be organized and organized in whatever way works for you. To me, I personally have a planner. I like to write pen and paper. Uh, if that's, if you, if you like to have your calendar on your phone and kind of have, you know, if you work, if you go to school, you have a set time of when you're going to be working on, you know, this extra thing that you want to put your time into. I think staying organized with time is a big thing to time management and then also staying organized in your life. So I run Selene Clay out of my 700 square foot apartment, which is very small and <laughs> it is it is a it, a mission to say the least to try to stay organized on top of wanting your place to feel like a home and not like a workshop or right. so it's definitely it's definitely a challenge but i drove myself down to ikea and i got some shelving units and um organized all my stuff in there so whatever way organization looks like for you figure that out and when you have a process that works for you it will be easy to stay in that process. Um, so I definitely say be realistic, stay organized. And third, I think, I think I would have to say is go at your own pace. I know that, okay. you know, with, I, I'm sure with you, with this podcast, it's sometimes it can seem like, oh, you know, like kind of, we went back to like, oh, somebody's growing faster than me or mm -hmm. somebody's selling more earrings than me. And I think it's it's okay to go at your own pace. It's okay to set that time for yourself, whether, and this kind of all goes back to the previous two things that I said, but let's say that day you're not feeling good and you were supposed to record your podcast or I was supposed to make a certain batch of earrings. If I know that tomorrow I have time to do that, like take your time and don't feel rushed to have to hit certain milestones to be quote unquote successful. And I think you should take the time to define what success looks like for you. And going back to when I found out that Sierra was going to mention me in this video, a few of the business owners that she had previously mentioned in her previous video, they had, you know, kind of reached out to me and said, this is going to change your business like forever. And to me, I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe people don't want clay earrings or maybe they already are buying them from another shop. And my husband was like, do you have a goal for yourself? And I said, if I sold one pair of earrings, I would be ecstatic that, you know, I had that opportunity and Sierra gave me that opportunity. So, mm -hmm. and uh, my, uh, my goal was far reached, which I am so grateful for. But um, I think to be realistic, you know, set, set organization and what that looks like for you. And then also go at your own pace and mm -hmm. don't let anybody rush you to have to to hit those milestones all of these three pieces of advice and best practices are very near and dear to my heart i <laughs> completely relate to all of them and you stated them so beautifully and i feel like they all three of those relate to really knowing yourself and knowing you know what is being realistic mean to you and what does staying organized mean to you and going at your pace i love that because everyone is on their unique journey um, and it's just, yeah, such a, just such a great point. And um, with every small business, with every passion, with every job, you're going to go at a different pace and you're going to have a different version of reality than the person next to you. And that's yes. what makes life so awesome is you can, you know, set your own unique path. Yeah, those yeah. were 
stated very, very nicely. Thank you for sharing those. I love those three pieces of advice. Thank you. I I hope they help somebody. <laughs> yeah. Well, they at least will help me. So there you go. You at least have one person. <laughs> there you go. I met my goal. I helped yes. one person. See, you, exactly. You just, you start small and then you, mm-hmm. you know, you work your way up. And if it takes right. a year to work your way up, let it, you know, let it be. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And knowing what success means to you and what's important to you. Is mm-hmm. it, you know, for myself is success a hundred listens on the podcast. No, honestly, success to me is just that people want to sit down and talk to me for an hour. And that's yeah. awesome as is, right? That's, that's okay. what I love about the podcast. And for you, what does success mean to you for your business? And yeah, everyone just, you have a unique journey and, and that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> so my, my last big question for you, Endless, is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? So can be related to Soleil and Clay or not at all, can be from yesterday or from 10 years ago. Right now, what is your proudest accomplishment? I think that for me, I could you know, easily say being the first person in my family to graduate from college, which is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment. And that's something that I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to even go to college. But I think for me, looking back, from where I'm at now, what I feel, where I feel the most proud of myself is saying no to a job and a career path that was so steady and that would have been able to provide for myself my whole life. Um, Saying no to that and taking that leap of faith and not knowing where it was going to take me, not knowing where I would be now, I would have the opportunity to pursue my master's and now start this business. I think looking back without that moment in my life, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I wouldn't view the world as I do today. Um, so I think looking back when I see something that I'm, I'm proud of (laughs) is that is turning down that job and knowing myself well enough to know that I can make something else work for me. And knowing that it was going to be hard, it was going to be a long journey ahead. And it's still a journey. And I'm still trying to figure it out and piece it together. But I would I would have to say that which is a weird, a weird thing to say, but it's helped shape who I am and my passions that I'm able to, to work on now. Definitely an amazing accomplishment. And congratulations on all your successes you've had so far. And I'm really (laughs) looking forward to see you you know, where, where you can take Soleil and Clay. And I know you'll have many more successes and many more milestones to accomplish. So congratulations on all that, that you've achieved so far. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. I know, I know in the grand scheme of things, it's not much, but again, for me, I'm so happy and I'm so content, like with where I am. And like I tell everybody, you know, like my friends and family, if, if I never sell another pair of earrings, I know that I'm content with, with what I made with Soleil and Clay. And so hopefully I can just continue to grow it and just make it better and be able to create things for, for more people to wear, which is such a, such a cool thing. For sure. For sure. No, I, I love it. So before we sign off here, Endless, where can people find you and Soleil and Clay on, on social medias and what's the, your Etsy website as well? Yes. So our Etsy shop is just soleilandclay.etsy.com. And um, all of our social media is just Soleil and Clay. So you can find us on Facebook. 
on Instagram. And then I actually just um, made a TikTok. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit more behind the scenes of um, making earrings and and what that process looks like. And so, like I said before, if you're a small business owner and you haven't been on TikTok, I was kind of boycotting it because I was like, I'm too <laughs> old for this. Like there's just teenagers on here, but it's really awesome. And, you know, just search, search hashtags and um, that's been a great resource for me. So you can find this on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Soleil and Clay. And um, for me, if you're interested in following along in my journey, um, you can find me on Instagram at anywhere she goes. So my nickname is N E E N N I E, and then where she goes. And um, from there, if you want, you can find links to my YouTube channel and whatnot. There's nothing good on there right now, but um, <laughs> I have a, a few pieces of wisdom on there. If you're if you're looking for that, um, I've shared shared my story a little bit more in detail. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're looking to get to know uh, me a little bit more, my journey after graduating college and then working at a theme park. You can uh, find Ooh. that there. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, so that's where that's where you can find me on the social space. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope everyone checks out Endless and Soleil and Clay. And thank you so much again, Endless, for chatting with me here today. I really enjoyed just sitting down and having virtual coffee with you and being able to hear your story. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. I am so, so glad that you reached out. And this is my first time on a podcast. So Ooh. there's a, there's a <laughs> thing that I could uh, uh, check off on on a, on a list of cool things I've done. So um, I, again, just so grateful that you um, allowed me to be on here and that you, you're taking the time to um, get to share other people's stories. I think that's so awesome. And uh, being a storyteller myself, I I love that. And I, I wish awesome. you nothing but the best with this podcast. And I'm so excited to, to see where you go in your journey. <laughs> Thank you, Endless. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.